You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Parkinson, and I'm here to help you sell more on your online store. Before we begin, I would love to pay respect and acknowledgement to the Palawa people of Lutruwita, who are the traditional owners of the land on which Unstoppable E-Commerce operates, and pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging. If you're constantly feeling like there are just not enough hours in your day or in your week to get everything done in your business, you need to meet queen of productivity, Leah Self. Leah is my chief productivity accountability ass kicker (laughs) in my business and she's just amazing at making sure I get everything done. So I've invited her along today to give us some tips on how you can be more productive in your business. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, it's only halfway through January, but I feel like you've changed my year for me already. So I had to get you on uh, to help out everyone that's listening as well. Love that. You are the queen of productivity. (laughs) whereas I am the queen of procrastination. So (laughs) match made in heaven. Now tell us about productivity. I feel like people were busy as a bit of a badge, right? I ask people, how are you? How's the business? Oh, I'm really busy. I'm like, oh, you poor thing. And they're like, what? (laughs) I'm like, oh, I'd hate to be busy. (laughs) You know, I'm all about trying to work less, get more done, have more time with my family. Whereas I feel like we've always been brought up to, you know, the busier you are, the better it is. But busy for me, I can make myself busy. I do when I have a deadline looming, like everything else gets done except that thing. I'm that person that leaves this school assignment the night before I wrote my English essay on a book I'd never read because I never got round to reading the book. Like, oh, my gosh. I thrive on that last minute panic. (laughs) So for me, I've brought you into my business to actually make me productive. So what does productive mean? And that's a really great question. And I definitely throw this back to a lot of the people that I work with and I have conversations with because being productive to you and in being like in having a productive business is completely different to what I think productivity is. And Mm. the people that are listening to you are going to have a different definition of what being productive is. And I think it's really important that you can't just have this one specific label on in order to be productive, you must do this. Um, Yeah, okay, really good Yeah, because your values are different. My values are different. What you want to do with your free time is different. Um, And I think it's really important to understand that, that when it comes to being productive, it has to do with what is going to work best for you. Um, And that's why when we had these conversations, when we first started, I was like, what do you want to do more of? What do you want to do less of? You know, what are you finding is the most overwhelming? What do you need to have more traction on and get? you know, moving quicker, um, because these are all the things that are, that you find are blockers to making you more productive. Mm. So yeah, I'd never want to come in and say to anybody, right, if you want to be productive, just do these three easy things and everything will be fine. (laughs) That's such a great point because I guess, so if we think about the episodes that they've had this year or end of last year, you know, we've been talking about how to create strategic goals for the year and how to really nut down on what those things are that they need to improve on. And I guess it's about those things that are actually going to move the needle in their business. 
help us make more money. 100%. So I guess the things that most people are easily productive with are the things that they enjoy. Yes. So quite often we might start an online business because we enjoy making something and the making side of it. So say we're making beautiful earrings. That bit, they can be really productive and pump out 50 pairs in a day. Mm -hmm. No worries. But then they think about having to take the photos or post to social media or write the emails or do set up their ads. Not so productive there because they're like maybe don't enjoy that as much or that's a bit overwhelming or they're not sure where to start, things like that. So you're right, being productive, Mm. they are being productive and getting their stock ready, but maybe not so much in the marketing side of things. And it might be vice versa for someone like me in doing the things that I like. So it's kind of finding those gaps in your business. And I think it's really and like, yeah, exactly. And another way that you can look at it is because sometimes I know when you say to someone, oh, what are the things you need to do to keep the needle moving in your business? And people are like, Mm -hmm. oh, like it's such a cringe word sometimes. (laughs) And so I like to reframe it and like, what is the uncomfortable action that you need to take in order to make your business move forward? Yes. Oh, yes. Like, what do you feel uncomfortable doing, but you know you need to do it? Like, you know you need to take the photos and put them up on your socials. You know you need to write an email and get it out to your newsletter. Like, that is the uncomfortable action that you need to take to move your business forward. And once you start getting comfortable with that uncomfortable action, you no longer have to worry about it. Don't worry, there will be something else that comes rolling in that then becomes uncomfortable. (laughs) It's a never-ending story. (laughs) But it really is about like don't worry too much about moving the needle because the needle will move, right? When you take that uncomfortable action and you do the shit that you know you need to do, the needle will move. So stop worrying yeah. about if the needle's mo- if the needle is moving, right? Start worrying about what is that uncomfortable action that you're not doing that's stopping from that needle. So if we write down all the things that we know we need to be doing, yeah. So yeah, all our content, all our marketing, all our emails, our ads, our posts, yeah, and you know, packing, shipping orders, all those sort of things that come with updating our website. And then look at that list and go, what things do you keep putting off and keep pushing to the bottom? Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Which for me was, yeah, putting my social media content up, Mm -hmm. making sure that the blog goes out every week, making sure that this podcast goes out every week, (laughs) Um, all of those things. So what it means to be productive is a little bit different to everyone, but Mm -hmm. what are some strategies that we can use regardless of what it is that we're trying to do more of in our business to be a bit more productive? Yeah, definitely. And I think this comes back to the comment you made before when you were asking people like, how is business going or how is life going? And people say busy and busy can be such a like harsh word. I've started to use the word full. Like my week is full. Life is full because we get to decide how full and how empty it is. Right. Um, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, but I think one of the things that's made me realize how full my week is, and this is something that I think any business owner, and even if you're not a business owner, honestly, you could do this for your personal life is, on a Sunday afternoon while you're watching The Bachelor or the latest episode of Love Island, whatever trashy TV is out at the moment, um, sit down because you know you can think and do other things at the same time while this show is on. And I want everybody to just grab a piece of paper and brain dump everything that they need to do for the next seven days. It doesn't have to look pretty. 
everything. Take the kids to soccer, write those three emails, call that client, send that invoice, pay that invoice, go out to date night with the hubby, whatever it is, write everything down on the piece of paper. Just brain dump it out so that your brain is absolutely clear. And then what I want people to do next is kind of write down next to each of those items roughly how long they think it's going to take them to do it. So... Mm. Say, for example, one of those is getting your nails done. I'm going to go and get a manicure. The appointment time probably is only like 40 minutes, but let's be honest, it's going to take me 20 minutes to drive to the shops. I'm going to have to probably wait 10 minutes, and then I'm probably going to need to, I don't know, fuck ass around and get some lunch afterwards and then drive back. So you're probably looking at nearly like a two hour break, right? Yeah. So just kind of write down realistically next to each of those tasks, roughly how long you think it's going to take. And then what you're going to do is you're going to grab a weekly planner, or if you've got a digital version of that, you can do it in your Google calendar, Outlook, whatever that looks like. Start assigning those action items or those tasks or those things that you need to do based on the dates that they're due. So date night with hubbies on a Thursday night, manicure on a Tuesday morning, all your invoices need to get sent on a Friday afternoon, whatever that looks like, start assigning it in your calendar so that you can start visually seeing how full your calendar is. And this is where people can then start to get a real understanding of how much they're committing and over committing because the last step in the process is really about seeing what you can say no to. And then this comes back to your values. These aren't great conversations to have sometimes. Poor hubby. It's always the date (laughs) night that gets scrapped, right? (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it is. Um, But it is. It's like looking at your calendar and going, right, what is a priority to me? What do I need to get done this week? What is the uncomfortable action that I need to take? So, okay, maybe I know it's going to take me three hours to write those four emails because it's going to, like, it's going to be like pulling blood from a stone. (laughs) So this week I don't go and get the manicure. I'm going to push that appointment. I know my invoices need to be sent out um, on a Friday night. So I need to make sure that this week I've set aside time to do all my time tracking, to check reports, whatever that looks like. So you can then start to visually see what your calendar looks like and you can go, right, you know what? I really need to just say no to a couple of these things. I maybe need to go back to some clients and renegotiate project deadlines because realistically, I don't think I'm going to be able to get it done. And you want to be able to deliver projects and get things done right the first time you don't want to have to go back and do it again yeah and like for our e-commerce owners listening there's certain things that have to be done each day like you've got to pack and ship those orders it's kind of a catch-22 because the more you do in your business the busier you get as far as orders go and then there's more orders to pack and ship and then less time but yeah I feel like that's why some of those things slip down the priority list because yeah oh well I'll just send a newsletter next week I won't worry this week And that uncomfortable action that you need to take and some of the things that you need to do in your business every day, especially from an e-commerce perspective, they're your non-negotiables. Put them in your calendar in red. You do not move those suckers. Like everything else in your calendar, if it's not in red, it can be moved, shuffled, renegotiated. But those things that have to be done in your business every day should go in red or in a color that is very like distinctive to you that says, these are my non-negotiables. These are the things that have to be done every day. This is the uncomfortable action I have to do in my business so that I can have a two-hour appointment next week and go and get my manicure and have lunch. Like I've even started putting in my diary, like my digital calendar, my Pilates and things like that because if I don't, they just don't get done. I'm like, I'll just keep working through or I'll do something else and now I'm like, oh, no, I can't take your appointment then because I've got Pilates. (laughs) 
So I had to kind of make that a priority. And self-care should be one of those like non-negotiables. Like self-care is something that you should have in your calendar every week. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes my calendar doesn't have a lot of self-care in it either. Um, you know, I, but every Wednesday is my day. That's a CEO day. How I, how I function on that day and what I do is up to me, but it is one thing that I say to my clients. No, unfortunately on a Tuesday afternoon, we'll do a mini wrap up and I'll be back on Thursday to check in because that's self-care that allowing myself to have one day a week to do what I need to do, whether it's on the business or whether it's personally go to the bank, go to the post office, whatever it is that is a non-negotiable for me so what are the non-negotiables in your in your week that need to get done start with those first and then have a look at how full everything else is making your week and ask yourself how does that make you feel if it feels overwhelming start saying no to things and that's okay and I feel like sometimes taking that time off especially midweek like you do makes us more productive the rest of the time because I've had that time to like refresh the batteries recharge for me, like, so my husband's stay-at-home dad, I work full-time, but I'm yep. in the home office, so I hear all the fun they're having. Like, yeah, okay, not all of it's fun. I hear the screaming too, but, you know, I hear, you know, when they're going to the park <laughs> or if they're going to go play or whatever, and then I'm always feeling like I'm kind of missing out. So this year I'm taking Friday's afternoons off and I'm having that time with my daughter. It's mummy-daughter time. We're going to go, you know, to the kids' centre or go for a swim or whatever we might do. But then knowing that I've got that coming up makes the rest of the time kind of easier, if you know what I mean. I so love that. I do feel like if you can carve out some kind of time for you or for the thing that you feel like you're missing out on, whether it be self-care or the gym or whatever, or time with the kids, mm-hmm. then the rest of the time can be put to better use because you're not spending the whole time going, oh, I wish I was doing something else right now. 100%. And at the end of the day, a lot of us start these businesses because we want to be able to do life on our own terms, right? right yes. Like we don't start these businesses to become a slave to something else. Sometimes it can, like... We could we could just have a job. If we wanted to be a slave to nine to five, 100%. we could just go get employed and not have all the stress, right? Yeah. Business is not easy. No. I'm trying to make it as easy as possible for you <laughs> listening, but it, it's not going to be easy. And you've got to give yourself some perks, right? Yeah. But if it was easy, everyone would do it. Exactly. And I think the people that really take the time to make the effort to really go all in and a hundred percent on their business deserve to have those moments where they can have that self-care deserve to have those moments of looking at their week and going, this is really full and it doesn't have to be because Mm. it's their business and it's their responsibility to make it as full or as empty as they like. I think boundaries is a big one too. Like there's certain tasks with e-commerce that you don't have to do every day. And, you know, some things like I used to accept, so I do a podcast, obviously, I've got you on yeah, and you're on on your day off because I gave you the option of Wednesdays to book in. And when people want to be on my podcast, I'm like, great, I do my recordings on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. My child is in care on Wednesdays. I used to just let people book whenever they wanted and I'd work around them which meant I was constantly going in and out of like maybe marketing mode. Mm-hmm. Then I might be doing content creation. Then I would do podcast interview here or chat to someone about their ads and then kind of stop starting all the time. So I never got into a really good flow. Yeah. And also it's a different brain power to like jump on and, be, yes. you know, interact with someone than it is to like sit down and write an email. So I never sort of had those boundaries until like 
last year, I was like, okay, I'm going to plan what works for me. And then, you know, if someone really can't do it, I can make the choice to move it around or not. Correct. Or I can go, look, I'm really sorry. I do Wednesdays. So I feel like setting some boundaries as well can be really hard, but so uh, like freeing as well. And I think it's important to do that in a way that's also structuring your week. So you don't want to have to wake up every day and kind of figure out what you need to do. Like if you know that every Wednesday you have a podcast recording, you can mentally prepare that before you even wake up on a, you know, on a Monday morning, it's already done. It's in the calendar. You know, that on a Tuesday, that's the day that you go in and do all of your engagement with your clients. And it's the same on a Thursday afternoon, like put those things in your calendar and have those conversations with yourself about where those bits and pieces are going to fall so that the unpredictable part of business can become the fun stuff. Yes. In our content training, we talk a lot about batching Mm. and I now have a batch day during the week to do my content because I'm not about doing my hair and makeup every single day. Who could be bothered? So I now do my hair on a Thursday. (laughs) It's like the one day of the week it gets washed. Love it. And Thursdays is when I record reels and, you know, any content that needs to have me in it. So again, you know, different headspace, but also different (laughs) wardrobe, different hair's done, makeup's done. And that's my day where I get in front of the camera And then on the other days, you know, I'm in my trackies and hair's not done and who cares, you know? So it it can help you like make those days. But again, that's, that's the perfect example of what being productive Mm. is for you. Like by you knowing that that's the day that you're going to get that stuff done and you know that that's the day you have to mentally prepare to be dressed, makeup, hair, ready to go. You know that that's done. You don't have to worry about focusing on what you have to do for the rest of the week. You know, that, that is a productive step for you in making sure that your week is a little bit more organized and a little bit more structured because you know what to expect, you know what's coming up, you know. So I think it's really important to have those pockets of your week mm. where they are predictable. Like You know on certain days that things are going to happen and, you know, predictability is not necessarily boring, but it allows you to use that that brain power and that mental space to use it for something else. You're not worrying about what's coming up. You know what's coming. So then you can use that mental capacity to create something new, to reach out to a new client. Like it's about using those pockets of time a lot more effectively. I love that. And I feel like, you know, in e-commerce, there's so many things you can do that. And, you know, even in my business, I used to sit down and go, what should I do today? You know, or I'd get distracted on something. So, you know, I teach people, you've got to use Instagram great, but they might get on Instagram. And then two hours later, they're like, oh shit, what have I been, have I been scrolling this whole time? Like, where did that go? So you've kind of got to have like, uh, give yourself half an hour to interact with other pages and, you know, do that, whatever you might need to do, network and things like that. Mm. And then a buzzer goes off and you're like, yep, putting the phone down now. Cause otherwise you just go down this rabbit hole. And the rabbit hole is so dangerous sometimes. <laughs> and oh my goodness. So yeah, definitely um some predictability and some, you know, rules around when you do things can really help as well. Yeah, definitely. So we've talked about some weekly stuff we should be doing. Is there anything on a daily basis that we should do? I think on a daily basis it's always nice to just check over what you've kind of already said that you're going to do that day. So if you're doing your Sunday night setup where you're sitting down and you're brain dumping and you're allocating things to your calendar and visually seeing how full your week is, I still think it's important that as your week goes, that you get up of a morning and you just review it. Just review what's on your to-do list or your plan or whatever you're going to use. Just review it because life happens, business happens, 
um, things change and kids get sick. Exactly. Throw everything out of the <laughs> Yes. So this is where I want people to not kind of set and forget. So on a Sunday they set it up and they go, perfect, that's my week. I don't have to worry about anything. I get up and I do it and that's it. I mean, great. If that's what happens to you and you manage to get through the whole week and nothing changes, fabulous. And look, to be honest, six times out of 10, it probably does happen. But for the other four times (laughs) out of 10 where shit hits the fan and life happens, you know what your non-negotiables are. So you know what still needs to be done. You know what your daily actions are. So then you can kind of look at your day and go, right, well, I know that I'm probably not going to be able to do X, Y, Z. And as the business owner, I can then communicate that to my clients or to my team on how that's going to look moving forward because none of us are brain surgeons. Well, you might be. You're listening to the wrong podcast because it's probably not going to help you. You might be. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if you don't complete something today, nobody's going to die. It's going to be okay. And a lot of the people that we work with and a lot of the people that we sell to also have lives. They understand that things happen. And if you start creating that... They tend to stop understanding the week before Christmas when they've left their shopping to the last minute and they haven't placed their order on time and then they're like, why haven't you got it to me in two days? Um, But most (laughs) of the year, they understand. Yes, I totally agree. But in most cases, people are understanding. And I think if you if you put too much pressure on yourself trying to get everything done exactly the way it has to be every single day, that's when you're going to hit yourself in the face and productivity is not going to be your best friend. Yeah, okay. Set yourself up for the week, but then just each morning wake up and go, right, is this still possible? And if it's not, what do I need to renegotiate to make myself feel better about getting to the end of the day and being like, that was a good day. Awesome. Okay. What about some tools? You got any handy tools, softwares, anything like that, that we can use to help make our week more productive? Definitely. So I think if someone, and especially for a lot of us who work from home or work from office or um, in e-commerce, you may have a warehouse that you work with, whatever. A lot of us don't really estimate how long it takes to do something. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where a lot of it, like it trips up a lot of us when it comes to, oh yeah, that'll only take me five minutes or yeah, I'll just do that for the next 10 minutes and then I'll move on to something else. So I would recommend using Toggle. There's, it's a time tracking app. You can get it for your phone. You can get it on your computer. And anytime you start a new task, I would just probably ask people to do this for about three or four days. Cause by the time you get to the fourth day, people forget. So I never <laughs> ask people to do it for seven days cause it never happens. So about three or four days, every time you start a task, I just want you to track how long it's taking you because Ooh. over a couple of days, especially if they are repeatable tasks, and this is perfect for those like uncomfortable tasks that people need to get done, right? So if you know, (laughs) correct, (laughs) if you know that you're tracking time and something is going to tell you how long it's taking, you're more likely to get it done in a much quicker time frame. So yeah, over a couple of days, just start tracking how long it's taking you to do these tasks. So then you can actually have a bit of an overview and look at your business and go, where am I wasting time? Where could I be spending my time better? You know, wow, that actually took me a lot quicker than I thought it was going to be. Like I smashed that. Or then that's where you realize and go, yeah, no, it is going to take me two hours to write four emails, but it's only going to take me 10 minutes to create two social posts. So instead of allocating an hour, for socials. Let's do half an hour. And then I can move that time over to creating some emails. So it just allows you to, to change and move your direction. Um, be more realistic, I guess. Yeah, exactly. 
Awesome. Uh, and another tool that you've got me onto is Asana. Yes. That's one that I've had a love-hate relationship with over the years. <laughs> I've gone back and forth and back and forth, but I am, I do love ticking off something once it's done. I get that like sense of accomplishment. Yes. And I am the person that will write something on a to-do list just to tick it off if I've done something extra. <laughs> Yes, I do love Asana. Um, it does have the benefit of being functional and pretty, which I definitely try to, when I'm talking about finding a system or implementing a process to clients, not just to go for the things that look pretty because sometimes they're not always <laughs> functional. But Asana can do both, which I think is great. There's lots of different systems out there. But Asana is definitely a great way that I communicate with clients on tasks that need to be getting done, projects that I'm currently working on. It's a great way for me to be able to communicate backwards and forwards and just allow people collaboratively to work on things together. Because sometimes, especially if you're not working one-on-one or close with your team, then it is a great way to be able to kind of make sure that everybody's on the right track. You've got due dates, you can assign it to people. It definitely does make life a lot easier and allowing yourself to set up certain like you could even use it as your digital to-do list if that is something that you'd like to do um you know if a calendar is not something that's really in your forte but it really just comes down to finding a system that works best for your business and asana is a great project management tool it really is quite helpful and useful especially if you have team members it's a great way to collaborate and get everybody on the same page awesome now this is a tricky one but is there a way that we can tell if we're not being productive Are there any telltale signs we should be looking out for? Yes. So I think the easiest way to figure out if you're being unproductive or becoming unproductive is when you start overcomplicating a task. (laughs) Yep. Okay. So we do a lot of overthinking as women, as business owners, overthinking is kind of something that we do quite a lot. But when you start overcomplicating, like, oh yeah, and then I'm going to have to do this and then I'm going to have to open that and then I'm going to have to download this and you start creating the story of how much bigger it is and you're like, I'm spending so much time telling myself how complicated it's going to be. You could have just done it by now. (laughs) That I could have just done it by now, exactly. So the moment you start seeing yourself overcomplicate or almost having to justify the task to yourself, just do it. (laughs) rip it off like a band-aid and just do it like there's nothing worse than going oh you know what that's going to be too complicated or it's going to take me too long because I've got to do all these extra things like use your brain power just to get it done rather than using your brain power to come up with the excuses I love that and overcomplicating it so when you start breaking that task down into like micromanaging it and (laughs) overcomplicating it that's when you're going to go down the procrastination path as opposed to being productive Awesome. Yeah. And one thing I found, we, we talk a little bit in about recently outsourcing. Mm-hmm. So if you are doing, and, and I did this kind of the other day, I wanted to make a schedule for myself. So I wrote down all the things that I do in my business and all the things that I need to get done. Mm-hmm. Did like you said, and put the time against all of them. And then I put down my amount of working hours for the week and it did not match up. <laughs> there was way <laughs> too many hours needing to be done and not enough that I actually worked. So if you are trying to put some of these, you know, lists together of a Sunday and you're finding that, hang on, there's too many things, but I'm, you know, I can't make more hours appear and I I still kind of like sleep every now and then, (laughs) it might be time to sort of outsource some of those things. And some of the best advice I ever got about outsourcing was to get a cleaner. Yes. 
because you're more productive in a nice clean space I find but I always felt guilty when I didn't have time to clean but then I also didn't want to spend that time cleaning and I can guarantee that you could make yourself more money (laughs) than what a cleaner costs in the extra hours that you could actually just spend in your business being productive than you could doing that yourself so if there's anything that doesn't have to be you in your life outsource that shit (laughs) definitely I could not agree more and it really comes down to the customer journey and that customer experience that you're creating. So whether you're a service-based or a product-based business, you are offering something to a client that is going to take them from A to B and your product or your service is going to take them on that journey. The way they interact with you, the way they move through that lead to customer to past client process, that is all part of your customer journey. And I think what you need to do is have a look at what that customer journey looks like and what the ultimate experience is for your customer throughout that journey and what doesn't need to be done by you. That's probably Mm. the easiest way to do it because there's a lot of things that we do in the background in behind the scenes on our business that we can quite easily outsource and we don't really think think about a lot of that stuff. But when it comes to in the business and people buying or using your service or product, we get overwhelmed thinking that we have to deliver everything and we have to provide them with everything, but you don't. One of those really easy things to save time on is one of my students, she was always handwriting all of her own cards. So when she sent out her products, she was handwriting everything. She was suffering burnout, you know, they'd really, really grown. So this came something that she did in front of telly overnight. She would handwrite all and not just like, hi, thanks, here. Mm. (laughs) It was like this beautiful handwritten message on every single order, hundreds of orders. And finally, the other day, she sent me a picture of her card in a script font. So not just a script font, sorry, she hand wrote it and then got it digitized and printed. So now all she has to do is write the name or can just leave it as is. But it still looks like a beautiful handwritten message and you really can't tell the difference. And the amount of time that saved her from every night having to write out these cards And, you know, I'm not against handwriting cards. It's something you can do in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but it's not scalable. So as you become bigger and bigger, there are little things that you can replace with automation and with, you know, printing out a handwritten card instead of handwriting it is just one of those tiny little tasks. So if there's anything that's constantly taking up time in that calendar that you could swap out for something else, save yourself that time and use it for something else. And I think it's really important that as business owners, we come back and review this on quite a regular basis because this is Mm. a perfect example of something that she had as part of her process in the beginning of her business. Did it for years. Did it for (laughs) way too long. Is now it's not doable. It's not suitable. It's not scalable. It's not giving her an opportunity to actually do other things in her business or even just have some downtime. Like she's doing it in front of the television. So as your business grows and changes, the processes that you have around your business are going to change. And that is totally normal. Facebook don't do the same thing they do today that they did when they first started. So why should you be any different? They have changes in their processes and in their policies and the way that they engage and interact with their customers. So you as a business owner are no different. And that is going to help you be productive in the future. If you can understand that what you do now doesn't have to be the same in the next 12, 24 months, then you're going to have the ability to come back and review because your business is going to change. The way you engage and the way you interact will change, which means the way that you complete your work will change, which will give you an opportunity to find more productive ways to get the same shit done, but in yeah, a shorter time frame. Like 
Yeah. So going through, I guess, a little bit of a self-audit when you are writing those lists and going, does this have to be me? Mm -hmm. Is it time to start to outsource to other people or to other ways of doing things where you can save some time? And that time tracking activity for a couple of days will really give you a good opportunity to see where some of those outsourcing opportunities are available Mm. for you as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. I feel like everyone's going to go in and uh, start to be a little bit more productive in their business now, which is awesome. The start of the year, good way to get started. Now, I don't usually do any plugs on the podcast, but I must say, Leah is my chief ass kicker. And part of her service that she does for me is we plan out every month what I want to get done. And then she figures out all the micro tasks under that. And then goes, well, you need to do this bit by here and this Mm -hmm. bit by here and this bit by here and then puts it all into Asana for me. And if that's not good enough, she then chases me up every day, (laughs) not Wednesday, stay off, uh, to see in the morning, don't forget you've got to do this and this, and then in the afternoon, have you done it yet? And I'm in so fearful of getting into trouble (laughs) that I actually get shit done. (laughs) And I must admit you have to be the most prompt and productive ass kicking <laughs> client I have. I haven't had to yell yet and I'm very Which happy I'm about it. I'm not productive person at all, but I, I'm that person. Even at school, I was always so scared of getting into trouble. So yep. I feel like you're going to get really grumpy if I don't get something done. So I just get it done and it's amazing. <laughs> um, so everybody needs a Leah in their life. Thank you. Um, whether it be Leah or you find a friend that you're scared of or yes. <laughs> whatever, um, having that accountability partner and accountability to, you know, my, being productive and getting the stuff done is amazing and game-changing for me. So thank you for being my chief ass kicker. I'm glad it's working. <laughs> If anyone wants to find out more about you and your productivity services, where can they find you? So the best place to find me would be on Instagram and that would be at the dot productivity queen. That is where I show up on a regular basis in my sassy self. I do have a website at the moment, but it is in progress. So if you do manage to find it, do not judge me. It is a work in progress. <laughs> so Instagram is where it's at. So we're yes. all hanging out at the moment. We're all the I cool know. kids are. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for all those amazing tips. And I'll keep everyone posted on how productive I stay this year. Leah kicking my butt along the way. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate coming on today. It's been awesome to have a good chat. Lovely to have you. Do you want to make 2023 your best year ever? Create a thriving e-commerce store with profitable Facebook ads. I'm running a 12-week live round of our award-winning program, Ecom Igniter, where you'll learn exactly how to implement our agency-tested, profitable Facebook ad funnel into your business. You won't just learn about Facebook ads. I'll ensure you have everything set up and ready to make the most of them. You know your numbers in your business. You'll get super clear on your audience, create content that converts, have a traffic-ready website ready to turn those browsers into buyers. You'll implement an effective email marketing strategy and then and only then start running our proven ad strategy to grow and scale your online store. So if you want the skills, knowledge and support to be unstoppable in 2023, join the Ecom Igniter waitlist at ecomigniter.com.